Calling out all my nerds, freaks, and geeks. It's mob time. Don't you need cause the showtime. Go ahead and call the gang up for the one time. Rap food rise. Got them on the line. And my life's still great. I'm doing just fine. Hands up. I mute everybody. Yeah, I was good too. <laughs> that intro never gets old. I just love that intro so much. You just love hearing you turn your it voice. up in the background. If anybody in the comments can guess who on which one of the Blur Mob members wrote the intro and sang the intro, y'all get three dollars on cash. Yeah, it's nice though with an A. You only get one guess. It was Galvin Galvin Three dollars, Brian. You did. You took three uh, three dollars opportunity away from our followers and, and supporters. That's crazy. That's greed. That's the greed. Damn, that I want the three dollars. Wow, that's so crazy. Three dollars. You know For what? I what? Actually, Gavin, at first of all, Gavin Jack didn't write or sing that song. So you are actually wrong, sir. Loser. King, King, KVN. Gavin Jack is a moniker. King wrote it. Okay. You, you still well, wrong. Keep, keep yeah, well, let's have the intro. Now that we got, now that we got that out the way, welcome to another Blurb production. <laughs> 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 I'm your host, Foop. I am joined today by King, Antoine, and Ryan. And we are here to bring you guys another episode of our Black History Month celebration. But before we get started, if you aren't following us on any of our social media platforms, make sure you do so. We're on Instagram at the Blurred Mob Pod. You can find us on Twitter at the Blurred Mob, and you can find us on TikTok and Facebook at the Blurred Mob Podcast. If this is your first time checking us out. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're watching this on Twitch, make sure you hit that follow button. And if you're listening to this um, as the audio form. Make sure you hit that follow button on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you guys can get updated when we release new episodes. Also, we just released episode 42, so make sure you uh, check out that episode. If you want to find any of our previous episodes, check out our link tree, linktr.ee slash the Blur My Pod releases. And if you're feeling also generous... Um, Send us a donation on Kofi, Kofi, ko.fi.com slash the Blurred Mob Podcast. All right. So how's everybody doing today? Other than the fact that Ryan is desperate for $3, Galvin Fairly. is giving away $3, and Antoine Nobody is, still has guessed the name Antoine of the artist. has said. lied about who sings the intro. <laughs> All I see <laughs> <laughs> All I see. Ryan still didn't get it right. So, I so our viewers put in a chat who wrote and sings the intro. I'm going to create a free uh, you fake YouTube. You get $3 on That's cash. That's going to fake from hate YouTube. Right. He was going to put the, the whole song. You don't even have, we don't even have the whole song. <laughs> I'm going to say the guy who put the copyright strikes. I'm going to say that's who wrote it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I ain't gonna throw no shots at him. <laughs> he wrote that. What y'all heard at the beginning, he didn't write that. That's premium pen. This right here, that's what that was. You wrote it with that pen right there. That, this one, premium that pen. One right there. That's what that was. Yeah. Happy Valentine's. I learned from the greatest. Y'all see her back there. I learned from the best. Y'all see her watching over me back there. 
we don't see nothing. Your camera ain't that clear. You need to watch. Oh, you see her. Oh, you see her. You know what that's about, man. <laughs> but this this is not the music talk. So I would like to introduce everybody to week two of our Black History Month celebration. So today we are going to be discussing the video game industry. Um, if you missed us last week, make sure to check out our live stream on the TV and film industry after this episode. Next Wednesday, we're going to be doing the anime, manga, and comic book industry. And then on the last week, February 28th, we're going to be discussing the music industry. So, we're just going to do for King and Ron, we're just going to do the discussion like we did last time. And then for Antoine, who's joining us for the first time for our Black History Month celebration, we're going to go around the room to begin and just if there's any peers or notable black figures in the video game industry that you guys would like to recognize, now is your time to let them shine. I would like to shout, shout out Gerald Lawson, also known as Jerry. He was one of the few black engineers in the gaming industry during the 1970s. And though one of, a, of the few in the industry, his impact is still here today. Can y'all guess what he created? Joysticks. Nope. He created the technology that led to what is now known as gaming cartridges. So oh, I do. I do remember that. I do remember that. Nice. So because of him, we've had all of the consoles that use cartridges, such as the old Nintendo consoles and even the new Switch nowadays. DS's, Game Boys, and etc. So shout out to Jerry. He is a legend from the 1970s that has innovated the gaming industry. And I was really happy about that. Mm-hmm. Cause without him, what would we plug the game into? What would we do without him? What would Nintendo I mean, stuck to the disc on GameCube? <laughs> Them little small disc. Well, they had to invent the disc first. They was doing cartridges first. Fair enough. Disc were going to get here at some point. You know, this we had gonna, them. So what were they? We had them do? floppy disc and stuff and everything back. I in wish I those? would stick a floppy disc. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they might as well say we have floppy disc that uh big. Hunk of gray cartridge that we had to stick in that 64. <laughs> look, have to blow on it whenever the game ain't load up properly. Hey, you had know. to stick, go to hell. You had to beat that thing, make For love real. to it, beat it. <laughs> you had to blow the cartridge in the inside of the 64 to get it going. Yeah, I ain't listen. But that's who I had to shout out. I was really proud of that. That's what's up. Mm hmm. I guess I can go next. I wanted to mm -hmm. shout out all of the streamers that um, are existing in the gaming space, black streamers. Uh, some of these streamers we have collaborated with. I, Christine. She is Boogie. Um, your boy, Roshi. Um, I don't want to take Galvin's. Uh, RDC World, they do game streams, so shout out to them. And... I feel like I had one more person. I forgot. If I think of their name, we will spin the block. But shout out to those guys. We're doing big things in the streaming industry. Uh, I, Christine, and your boy Roshi do a lot with YouTube gaming. Um, so shout out to them. That's that's all I had. King, Antoine. Nice, nice. Down here, King. No, you can go ahead and the floor is yours. 
Y'all must ain't have nobody. Uh, um, I'm gonna shout out Ralph. I shout out Ralph. Ralph be doing not his Ralph thing, plays. even though he's not here tonight. Y'all go follow Ralph Plays on Twitter and Instagram. I'm gonna plug you in, Ralph, since the rest of your friends wasn't gonna do it. Um, y'all didn't think about him. It's all right. I mean, so shout out to you if you watching this. I don't think he's watching. Put it in the chat if you're watching. Put it in the chat if you're watching. Put your Twitch tag in the comments. They say he playing Apex, so there they go. Ooh. There you go, see? <laughs> Don't put my friend out there like that. Shout out to Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> He's he making video content right now. <laughs> he gonna hop back on it. Follow Ralph Plays on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter. So when Ralph mm-hmm. does return, you can watch him stream. Mm-hmm. I that was your That's one I have nobody. So I ain't have nobody <laughs> specific, y'all. Shout out to the Blurred My Podcast. Uh, y'all be doing y'all oh. big things. <laughs> 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 King and Antoine on the game streams for the Blurred My. Shout out hey, to y'all. Look, shout out I seen they stream Tekken, Mario Kart. Shout hey. out to the Mortal Kombat. Shout out to them. Yeah, we yeah. trying to we trying to get in. We trying to get into the game industry. We've been missing yeah. for a couple weeks. But yeah, yep. check out the mob plays. Like Ron said, we've done Tekken, Mortal Kombat 1, Mario Kart, and I feel like we did one more other game. Smash Brothers. Yeah, we, we did, did Smash Brothers. Gaming. Black Gaming. Shout out to y'all. So we trying to we trying to get mm-hmm. back in the, the game streaming, mm-hmm. which yeah. I'll say one more time. Big shout out to I Christine and Boogie. Um, they gave me some helpful insight and some advice for getting all of that set up. Mm-hmm. Black women in gaming. Yeah, organization ain't ain't Boogie a part of that? It's um or or like in the name wrong. Is I think it's he or she is black gaming. girl gamers or something yeah. like that. Black girl gamers. Mm-hmm. And um I thought she was in another group too. But yeah, just shout out to all of those organizations for making communities for black gamers to get together, sharing the love and the advice for us to get like Sponsorships, how to increase our content, and things like that. So, mm-hmm. let's move on to the discussion. So, I want to start it off with our first question. So, how has Black video game characters, developers, projects, etc., shaped you as an individual? I say the represent. I say I. I say the representation. Um, in 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 the games, uh, seeing and being able to play as someone that looks like you, I guess you could say, um, mm-hmm. is a big thing. Because uh, I think, especially for like role playing games, or people, especially like I know the games where you could actually like create your character and uh, you can make them look as similar to you or something like that. Uh, I think shout out to those. Uh, I think the representation matters. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um... I guess to start with my experience, like when I started playing games, like playing on my cousin's PlayStation, I guess my exposure to black characters was like the Street 3 basketball games. Everybody oh, played. Yeah. Everybody Street played, was nice. Everybody played San Andreas, so CJ, mm-hmm. um, the characters in Mortal Kombat, Jax. Um, and then I want to give a big shout out to The Sims. For like having the character customization to be able to you know s- switch your race, and you know be able to create a character 
as as best as you could that is similar to yourself and be able to live mm-hmm. out that simulation of how I would want to live my life. But mm-hmm. going forward, going to what Antoine was saying, like the character customization that we have now, especially with like some of the, the genres that those character customization exist in allows you to represent yourself in different uh, worlds. And I guess like with myself as being a gamer, it's open myself to different communities and being able to experience different games and being able to feel some sense of community when certain games come out. So I would say I had uh, in it, my experience when it comes to representation in the gaming industry more so comes from the consumers themselves growing up. Um, I was never bullied for being a nerd. I ain't a part of that group of folks who be talking about all that. But because I was never that six-foot black guy who was, like, really into sports or anything, I always felt welcomed when I could meet, like, other black gaming nerds, like, throughout my high school, throughout middle school, who I could sit down with and just talk about the things we enjoy. I remember back in the Halo 4 days, I was in a um, Halo group. We had a Facebook page, website, and everything, and the leader of it was actually a black guy. And we got really cool. One of my first like long-term virtual friends, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And it did give me that sense of community and like family, brotherhood from like a little from like a small perspective that's not like my actual family. And it was impactful for me. I felt like through that I was able to um develop real friendships and find like-minded individuals that allowed me to just feel comfortable as a gamer myself because I didn't follow that stereotype that people thought I'll fall into. Oh, he found friends. Love. He found a friend in I me. mean I mean what our friendships around here, most of what we did back <laughs> in the I promise I was not trying to do the spot thing because I was not. I guess it did what I did. Excluding that one, I never like you know, We were never friends. We were never cool. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. That's crazy. Right. That's so, that's so funny. Told, Ryan gave this sentimental story about he found I friendship and had a boy. Here go Galvin with Father. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Not including Galvin. Ryan, I'm just saying, I was applauding you, Ryan. What? You're going to have the people, the supporters, thinking we beef it and we can't have that. We are. We are. You brought if it's beef, you need to put it on the grill and go and eat it. Cause you already mm. cooked it and seasoned it. You brought mm. the meat. Girl, well, well, y'all see, he the one with the issue, not me. Well, the hop on, hop on Ryan's thing. I really liked his, like the sense of community. I would guess, like growing up, it was kind of hard. I wouldn't say it was hard, but I guess it was rare to find like like you know individuals who played the same games that you played. And mm-hmm. things like that. So I don't remember back in I maybe when I was younger, like everybody had like a Wii, you know, we'll you know, we'll come over and play like just dance and stuff like that. But when I started to get into like action adventure and like playing the Batman games and the Uncharted games, I didn't connect with a lot of people who were playing those same type of games. If it wasn't like the Nintendo, like everybody's playing this, then you know, it's just me playing the game yeah and i would say like it's like completely agree like gaming was always like a pastime for me when it came to bonding with like my mom whether it was the board games monopoly sorry life candy land all of them 
to taboo to playing Mario Kart on the Wii, Mario Kart 64 back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like one thing that I always utilized for bonding with people was video games. That's what we did all throughout college. If we weren't partying, we was on the Switch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I and and I'll give you that too. Like as we got older and we started forming this group, like just <clears> meeting <throat> up to play Smash Bros. Everybody bringing their Switch. That one time where we did the TV party where everybody brought their TV and their game system and we just sat in your room for like hours just playing whatever game that we wanted to. Like that was dope. And that was an experience that I we didn't get to land get. Party. <laughs> right. That was an experience that I didn't get to get when I was younger. But mm-hmm. I'm glad I got to experience it as I got older. And like even now with the way that gaming and um all of these other industries are growing and how we're forming these communities and being able to discuss these games and, you know, share your opinions without feeling shunned. I mean, for certain fandoms, it does happen, but you know, I can freely get on my Twitter right now and talk about how I like Tekken 8 and all of these other games Mm -hmm. and get people to respond to me, people who I probably don't even know or like just mutuals through Twitter and be like, Hey, I'm playing that game too. Or I, your voice disconnected just now, food. She disconnected. Donate to that Kofi link, you guys. Ko.fi.com slash the Blur My Podcast. Sending them donations. Her voice still ain't come on. Click the link in our bio. We need income. We need That's why Ryan was trying to get them three dollars out. It was really trying to. Go you to see why food. we need this money? Look. We need webcam. <laughs> we need mics. No, we don't need mics. I need Streamyard to stop connecting to this microphone on this camera when I have a microphone right here. That's crazy. Well, at least we hear you now. They donated. <laughs> they paid the bill. They paid the Streamyard bill. Yeah, we got that gold package, 1080p. We trying to upgrade to titanium. We trying to get 4K. Crazy. It's not me, mm. it's the software. Mm. Put it in the chat if it's the software. I'm gonna put it in the chat. It's the software. <laughs> but that's that's I don't know where I stopped up at. But all I was saying is that the community now surrounding video games is way for me is way bigger and way more welcoming than it was when I was younger. And that's all mm-hmm. I was trying to say. I agree. Mm-hmm. What say you, King? King? Um, come be honest with y'all. I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> you <suck>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all said it all. I mean, and growing up, I wasn't like a big gamer, so I just, you know, I, I mean, I had games, but like, let me get out off the bus and run to the PlayStation Two and then give that. When oh. did you develop your love for Mortal Kombat well, what, then? What about now, about then? I mean, I, I mean, I always loved MK. That was one of my favorite years going on. But like, I would like, I'm, let, let, let me not say that. It was some days I did get off the bus and was like, "We let me go play the game." But that I won't consider myself a gamer because I don't get into the weeds of like the different type of cartridges that we got the different games and y'all just get real technical about it. I just be looking at y'all like. It didn't get that deep for me. So all I know is cut the game on and press start and play until I got bored. And so you never utilized gaming as like a bonding experience with like friends and family? It was more so like a you just passing time with it? 
So we got this game. Yeah, right there. I mean, our brother used to play the games together. I guess you can use that as about an experience. I guess until we got what the about fight board game. But what about board games? Yeah, I guess you could sit up board games. Card games was really my family's thing. Card games, sitting down playing like five thousand and that was another card game. Did y'all play BS? Uh uh-uh. uh. My mom liked to play the old school card games like. Mm-hmm. Apple shit they played in 1970. Yeah, like you got to keep skull on the paper and stuff and oh, all yeah. them type card games. Mm-hmm. But video, I mean, I was a video gamer, but not like y'all type video gamer. Like you know, had every game system. Remember when games dropped? Remember going to GameStop? I don't remember none of that. I just remember cutting it on in person play. Hey, bro, mm-hmm. we can run down memory lane. I don't know if y'all was doing it. Remember when you get them Pokemon games on DS and Game Boy? But to get, like, the rare Pokemon drops, you had to go to the GameStop to get the code, and they'll give you a rare? Were y'all I'm doing be that? Real. That's the I'm perfect, a, that's a perfect be, example. Because I'm what be is he talking about to me right I'm now? I'm going to be real. I did not understand how to play Pokemon until the Switch came out. <laughs> really? You looking confused, Ron. I've told you this story three times. Oh. What a I mean, friend. Explain what you mean by you didn't understand how to play. I guess this is this was my disconnect. This was the disconnect with me and Pokemon. I wanted a Pokemon game because I was watching Pokemon in the Go League. And I like and and I was like, yeah. yeah, buy me Pokemon. I get to Pokemon and the way that Pokemon is set up is not how it's set up in the TV show. So there was a disconnect and then yeah. Of course, it's yes, you got to travel through the which I understand now. You got to travel through the lands, go in the grass, capture the Pokemon, and level <laughs> up the Pokemon. But back when I was a kid, going in the grass and having to fight a Pokemon every three seconds was irritating, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I stopped playing, I stopped playing Pokemon. Until I got That's let's so go funny. Pikachu on the Switch. And then I actually understood what was going on. And I was like, oh, I could have been playing Pokemon all this time. I want you to buy a DS or Game Boy now. Like go play. I mean, I'll go back. I will definitely go back. And yes, Sage. Sage, welcome to the live stream. I do know there was a run option. I was six. <laughs> I was Look, six. Bro. The show, the show wasn't. The game wasn't running the same way as the show. It was in black and white. They I'll didn't let white. me. They didn't let me get a Pikachu. I didn't understand how starters work. Oh, so you're playing Pikachu. the old, old like before Game Boy Color type Game Boy games for Pokemon? Yeah, it was like Leaf. I think I had Leaf. So you never, so you never tried Ruby and Sapphire. You never tried Fire Red Leaf. When I say so I stopped Green, playing Leaf Pokemon, Green. I stopped playing Pokemon. That's great. So you never got to touch Gala Darkness, Coliseum. I played no, 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 now, now, now. I did play Coliseum. Okay. And I like Coliseum. Okay. I played Pokemon Coliseum on the N64, and I played it on when they put it out on the Wii. GameCube. That was that was a Coliseum. Okay, maybe it was the second Coliseum that they put on the Wii because they made a Coliseum for Wii. Okay. Okay, I know that we had a various Pokemon games. So like they had a Pokemon Farm game and a photo game and some more stuff. Like you I think I had the-, the photo game and I didn't like it. I had the farmer where you plug your DS up to the Wii or your Game Boy, one or the other, and then Pokemon would walk around and they just be walking around and having fun in a fence. And I, got, I for some reason, I liked it because that was when them Facebook games were cool, where you could have like pets in an aquarium and stuff. Yeah. 
And, and it's not that I dislike yeah. Pokemon. I was still watching it. It's just it was the disconnect. The games between ain't me. hit for you, right? Until I got Let's Go Pikachu, and I was like, oh. Just what I was supposed to do back then. And That's now, so crazy. And now I've been playing. Now I, now I get every Pokemon drop. I was going to say, at least you got to play the Diamond and Pearl remakes. But man, back then, Diamond and Pearl, I, I love Platinum more. But dang. I would say this. This just goes back to the fact that I didn't have a group of people who was playing the same games I was playing. Because I feel like if we was friends back then... You could have just showed me how to play Pokemon and I would have been straight. I was playing the DS on the bus. You know what was going on? You was too busy bullying me and trying to play with that little drum replica for your head. And and our yes. homegirls, I ain't going to name them, the twins will yell at you because you kept beating on it. Oh, wow. I was on my DS on the bus wow. when we and sat in the was, back. I remember that. you was beating him in the back of the head while he trying to play his DS. That's crazy. No, nah, no. Nah, look, because she, she yes. was like, yeah, if we were friends... I knew you all through middle school. I was talking I was about. There. I was talking about elementary school. So that lady used to bully you on the bus. Yeah, she's trying to talk to me crazy. You playing But then the girl, boot? but then our homegirls, the twins, they would defend. I don't me think, and would, but and they would fuss at her for beating them drumsticks. Whoa! I don't think she bullied you for playing the DS. I think she bullied you because you used to turn around and scream like dinosaurs at her. <laughs> I think that's what a disconnect I, was. No. Whoa! Listen, 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 listen. She made fun because I can say S is right. Whoa! Ooh, see. <laughs> This is not the black unity that I want to represent. You can say S's now, though. Ten years later, you can say your S's perfectly. So, watch, you know, you and there should be water under the bridge. You bully that should be. That's, you know. All I was trying to say is maybe if me and Ron was cool in elementary school, he could have taught me how to play Pokemon. After this, Ron, we can sit down and we can have a discussion about how that really affected you. No <laughs> <laughs> I was, look, I don't want no group therapy. For, forget you. I mean, there okay. has there has to be something because we because <laughs> we went from Pokemon to eighth grade real quick, and I, I was just we was just so much. He's still holding on to it. It's all right. It's I okay. Really, yeah. I I'm just saying. I didn't like. I'm gonna express myself, Sage. No, I didn't like that she said, "Oh, if we were friends, we was we we used to hang out every morning." I was talking Ooh. about in elementary school. Didn't I just say I stopped playing Pokemon I when I was like six? We I we must have been in middle school when I was six. It was in sixth grade. When I was six. No, but we was in sixth grade. If you want to talk about sixes. Okay, let's move, move on to the next Because <laughs> this is taking a turn I'm for the worst. <laughs> this is taking a turn for the worst. I apologize, Ron, that we didn't get the bond and play apology. Pokemon together. I, I didn't say, to be fair, I don't remember you being on no bus with no DS. Well, I, remember, lying, I, I had to, I had to take it in secret because you remember them teachers would try to snatch up folks' DSs. And now I do, now I yeah. do remember people used to try, you know, bring their DS to school. I'm just saying I don't remember you with no DS. And if I did I, see you with no with a DS, I don't remember you having Pokemon on the DS. I had it because the girls thought it was cool when I had the DSI, and if you used the pencil, you could write with the rainbow colors, and they thought that was cool. I was like, yeah, I got the DSI. Mm, okay. All right. That's nice. <laughs> I love that for you. We here to talk about our experience as a gamer. Ryan is letting out some buried trauma. This is all gaslighting, Sage. This is all gaslighting, Sage. 
They tell don't they tell you to in, express yourselves, then you do it, and now whoa, now we can say not express yourself. We can go to the next topic. We can say not rolling. express yourself. Happy Black History Month, y'all. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Black mental health. Let's support it. Uh, let's we didn't forward. do nothing. I said let's move forward. Let's move forward. All right. He's trying to raise y'all. His voice getting I'm higher. Feel, I'm feeling light brown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So go after discussion. <laughs> I would like to come into what do you like the most about black representation in the video game industry? I don't know. I kind of stated mine already with the character designs, like especially like when it comes to like black hairstyles. Like um, they're getting better. I will say this. They're, yeah, they're so getting there better. Some, I there are some games that really. Took it there. I will give mm. Hogwarts Legacy that mm-hmm. with the character customization. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. And I think yeah. I want to say maybe Baldur's Gate had good character customization. I think I heard something about Starfield too. You can tell me if I'm wrong, Ron. Yes, Baldur's Gate has some really good black hairstyles and they had great black characters. But I'm going to feed off of that, Antoine, because that's what I like and dislike. Same. The one thing that they struggle with in black gaming is hair. And I will give them some leeway. Because we worked in game design, all of us tried to build our own video games, and you learn about textures and polygons. If you try to replicate black hair efficiently, that is a lot. Literally, it's a lot of textures and polygons to try to balance out. And but I don't think that's better. an ex- I don't think that's an excuse for them to be lazy in some aspects. Because let's, I mean, if we let's talk about that Killmonger hairstyle that they throwing on everybody, and then mm-hmm. I, I mean, and I like. Mortal Kombat, and I like Tanya's story, but why did she have three hairstyles in one on that game that made zero <laughs> sense? She had cornrows and straight hair and a bang. And mm-hmm. I was like, what's I, really going on here? I feel you, but even with the Spider-Man one, I do hate that little Killmonger hairstyle, but we also, I, as someone who joined, who played the first Spider-Man game, the fir- first Spider-Man game late, when I saw Miles Morales' original buzz cut with the taper, I was like, okay, on my 4K TV... This looks pretty good. I was like, this looks this is a pretty good black hairstyle. This is getting better because I was trying to use black hairstyles back with Dragon Age Origins, games that came out on the three early 360s and stuff. And those hairstyles, they they couldn't even get a, a buzz cut right. It I didn't even look good for white guy buzz cuts, it didn't look right. Like that stuff the Sims, was trash. The Sims was like that too. Like, as far as like male black hairstyles, you get afro, low afro, high fade, low fade. That's it. They get they always throw cornrows in there, but they be looking and, nasty. and cornrows like they tie rope spaghetti together or something, yeah. Or we get cornrows and it's like crinkly at the, the hairs be splitting up mm. at the top. But I do, no, no. what's Sage talking about when, when Miles had that buzz cut? I liked it. Or my thing about the Miles Morales in the first buzz. one in the first game. Now, if you're talking about Miles Morales PS4. That hair was not sitting. Now, if you're talking about Miles Morales PS5, that's when he had the Christmas thing. Yes. yes, that one. Because remember on the loading screen, not the loading screen, the start screen, he'll be on the bus sitting down. That's the one I'm talking about. That's PS5. Mm. That was when, okay. that's his own game. PS4, I'm with Sage. Yeah. Okay, my not man's, PS4. My man's did not look good. But I also want to touch on what Sage said is that he said he thinks we need more black developers because... I haven't touched Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League yet. I plan on touching it tomorrow, but I have mm-hmm. seen clips of Deadshot. 
He looks damn good. He looks nice. good. It's, but I agree with you. I don't think it's an excuse to be lazy, but I do understand why there may be some challenges. But that's exactly why <clears throat> I just, just need a few. You need more black people in the the, the gaming industry because I do need more people to be like, hey, now that we got some of the hair, hair styles, ain't none of y'all got waves right, which is a common black hairstyle, and ain't none of y'all got our curly beards right. And we I got used to get bearded, three Britter brothers here. I used to get so bad with they didn't have like an actual like low cut like what Ryan has right now. I used to get so bad at games that didn't have that because I was like, it's the most basic ha- black hairstyle you can have. And I was like, the- why I'm walking around with a bowl cut on my black character because they ain't got my hairstyle. Like, that was. I'm like the buzz cut. Like y'all do afros and everything else for black characters, but y'all know like a taper and waves or buzz cuts probably still the most common hairstyle. Of that's like right? that's like standard black man right there. That's, the standard, that's black. the standard package. Look, them, them pictures in the barbershop say, do you want the number one, two, three, or four? It's yeah. number one. It's yeah. <laughs> they, want, they, want looking at, they want looking at some barbershop photos when they was no. making them textures. Obviously. Like, I get, but I'll to touch on Ryan's thing and counterpoint it. I understand that because we have been in game development that it is challenging to create those textures and create those hairstyles. But the power of these game engines that exist right mm-hmm. now, yeah, I don't feel like they have an excuse. That's why I was against it. Because I was like, y'all doing all this other stuff out here and y'all can't create the hair. I just don't think yeah. y'all want to create the hair. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like we can build out these expansive worlds and make flying horses. We can make Hogwarts for damn sake and everything else around it that's only existed in movies and books. But we gonna ass out on the hairstyles? Y'all can't. Yeah. So we draw the line right the there. <laughs> Y'all can't have multiple skin tones. Shout out to Baldur's Gate for having exactly. that. Exactly. Say, say, look at Horizon. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. So I understand that it's challenging, but y'all do everything else. Everything these, ga- else. these game engines are powerful as hell. Yeah. 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 Sony is using Unreal Engine 5 for this Sony car that they're building. But y'all can't do black yeah. hairstyles? Yeah. But but because, but I I will say you said your question was what do we like? And I will say key moments where representation came in well a game like cyberpunk 2077 a lot of the gangs in cyberpunk are based around legitimate gangs and cultures that you see from different ethnicities and everything and there was a um don't let me get it wrong i think it was jamaican based gang it was like it was like black pacific islanders something of that nature and they did a great job at execution the characters look look lovely the accents were genuine and it was really great and you could see that they put forth the effort I don't know if it's because they had black developers or they just willing to work with like those the natives to those lands. I don't know what played a part. I want to say diversity and just the fact that they actually aim to keep it genuine mm-hmm. is what made it great. But they did a great job at that. I noticed those things. Or the black girl in Hogwarts Legacy. She wasn't my favorite side character, but her story was dope. The fact that she went to the African school, one one school in Africa for wizardry, and the fact that they touched on that, showed her mom and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like, those are great characters. And I like that it didn't feel forced. Y'all yeah. just have, they were, they just happened to be black characters, but y'all got them right. They look good. The voice acting was good. The background story was good. The writing was good. And I like that. That's what I like to see. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I like that's what I say I like. 
I would agree. I like that there's it's becoming more prevalent and it's not just it feels forced or we just have this character in here because we need some diversity. Yeah, yeah. We're seeing it being more and I like the fact that we can play a game like Hogwarts Legacy and get black representation in it and not have to play something like NBA 2K or Madden or Grand Theft Auto to get just to get that. Yeah. 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 And I and I and I'll agree with Sage could Sage because he said it's not about the engines, it's about the developers. That's true. I agree with that too. A lot of games are adopting RPG elements, even mm-hmm. Madden and 2K when it comes to making your own character, having a leveling system, having base building systems. And it's to the point, like, yeah, we can create a green monstrosity. We can replicate Shrek or something, a lot of these games. But I, it shouldn't be so difficult for us as four black individuals. I don't feel like we look that unique as individuals. But for us to not be able to connect, create characters that look similar to us, you know, that's a bad sign if I pick up a video game and they got character customization and not a single black archetype looks like a black guy that I've seen in the streets. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's that's not... We can't have that in 2024 and on and forward. I agree. Mm-hmm. You've been silent over there, King. I'm just on your talk. What you got to say? There's not nothing, anything you what, like. What do y'all want me to? What y'all want me to say? What, what, what do you we like? On a pod, we're on a podcast. You I mean, like, I mean, I mean, what I like about black representation in, in, in the video gaming industry, the fact that we represent it, I guess, because I mean, I can't think of a lot of games with black people, so. Maybe that's something I dislike. Maybe I should wait for that question. What do I dislike? The lack of representation in the gaming industry. Because we can name the, all the games on our hand that got black people in it. Spider-Man, MK. I feel like there's... I would counter Rick that. The I, would, I, I would counter that. There's I, I would counter that because I was thinking about this today. There are hella games that have black main characters. I think the issue that we're coming from is that the because you named some major IPs, but there's like there's <laughs> hella games that have black representation. But the thing is, is that we're not playing them. I I would even argue, and I don't know if this is a hot take. If we're going into dislikes, out of the four industries we're discussing, when I sat down and thought about a video game, the industry probably has the best black representation, in my wholehearted opinion. Because some games you shouldn't expect it out of either, like Ghost of Sushi. There's no reason why we should be expecting black people out of that game. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mario Kart, we're looking at Mario Mario games. It's all it's been an Italian guy since the 90s, the 80s. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be, and they barely create new characters. So we they got black Yoshi. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> <That's one>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. That's not. Don't think that's that, not no. No. Oh, okay. no. I, but in the no. sense that. No, thank you. Okay. No, thank you. I reject. Yeah. But but even with the popular games, like if you can play a Call of Duty or a Battlefield, and find a black character in the story, you can play a Cyberpunk, you can play Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, all of them, and I feel like the gaming industry do, definitely does a better job than other 
sub-genre, sub-industries in the entertainment industry when it comes to black representation. Now, maybe it could be more efficient if we have more black developers. I agree. But I feel like they do the best, personally, because I play a lot of the I can agree with some of I agree with some of that. Uh, out of the categories that we're going to talk about this one, I don't feel like gaming does the best. Honestly, it's number three. Anime is the worst. I'm pretty sure we'll get to that when we get to that. But after anime, it's gaming. Then you can swap. Music and TV is interchangeable, but music will probably be at the top for me. Then TV. Now, I just don't feel like video games, I don't see enough. Maybe I don't play enough video games to see enough black people, but I mean, they're out there. And that's, and I mean, they're there. And that's what I'm saying. I think that some of the games that we play, we just we just we aren't seeing it because of the games that we play. But I think there are there are hella games that have black representation. But the you know we're always attracted to like the major IPs mm-hmm. where we only get one or two black characters. You know we went up for Spider Man. Spider Man had Miles Morales. He did have his um the girl. On the side, <clears throat> and then you know the people in the street. We look at Mortal Kombat, Tanya, and Darius. That is a cameo character. Yeah. So that's why I was saying I think like for that argument, I think we're looking at major IPs. But I would agree with Ryan. I've seen a lot of black representation in games, but it just turns out that some of those games, the genre that they fall into, I just don't play. Yeah. And then I'll and then I'll also say when it comes to quite a few games where you can make your own character, like the Baldur's Gates, the Elden Rings, the Dragon Ages, the thing with that is <clears throat> if you can create your own main character, is that it does that would you include that in representation? Are you gonna say are the NPCs there? In those games, the NPCs are there. And you can create your own. So I would say that's a great job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's I would agree with that, and then that just it goes back into my like and kind of dislike. Like I like the fact that character customization is advancing, mm-hmm. but also I think my dislike, and we kind of already talked about, it, is when it's there, when it's the developer's turn, or when it's the game's turn to make a static black character, we ass out. Because why does Miles Morales, Eddie Gordo, and Tekken, and there's somebody, there's somebody else that they just put in some other game all got the same hairstyle. Like, we couldn't think of nothing else. <clears throat> like, shout out to Leroy's design. Leroy looks great. Yeah, Leroy looks nice. So it make it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder. Because I've I seen this come up in conversation with the most recent Spider-Man game. Are there black developers on those teams? And it makes me want to ask, are they picking those hairstyles? We don't know, but playing devil's advocate, let's say those teams ain't fully white. Let's say those teams ain't just a whole bunch of heterosexual white guys who don't know what black people wear. Are there black people who are sitting there being like, hey, we got to give them, we got to give them that cut. But is it, and and I want to ask you another question. If If that's the case, why do they feel like that that's the socially acceptable hairstyle for a black male? That's a good question. I why mean, is it why is it this one? Oh, this gonna get him. Why is it that one? Why couldn't he keep his fade? I I here's the thing. I do agree with you. I don't see why they latched on to it, but I will say 
if we're going by popular black hairstyles and popular black media, like things that are st- that are will never break style, waves will never break style, afros will never go out. Well, they go out of style, but they're they're old school. There's nothing we got to look into new. But that curved over short twist slash short dread hairstyle that was pretty recent. And before that, it was like the broccoli cut, sort of the the longer version of what Antoine got, the taper and the long fro that you just hit the sponge with. Mm-hmm. That was probably the most recent trendy hairstyle that we had. And these games take about four or five years to develop now for most AAA games. Okay. If they picked it out then, you see I'll what I'm you, saying? Yeah. And that's not uh, to give them excuses. Uh, I'm just saying that there is room for failure when it comes to that. I, I could see that. I, 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 I'm I just trying to think of how many dudes I know that got twists pinned to the side like Kill Margaret and Miles. But I mean, like now. I can't I, think of none right off the bat. Not even back then. Like. What dude with dreads, you know, just woke up and pinned their dreads to the side, and that's just what they wore throughout the day? I will say this. Freeform Name dreads. Me three. That, and that's what I want to say. I wanna, Name I, me three people you know in real life that took their dreads and woke up and pinned them to the side. But this, and was like, this that's is, just it. But this is my mm, point. I think that, that does play a part. I think and that does play a point. part. this is my point, and this is what I was asking. And Sage hit it right on the nose. It was like, it's, I guess that's the sociably, except we want to make ways with giving a black character a different hairstyle. It's going to be the Killmonger hairstyle because that's the one that's going to be socially acceptable to everybody. And yeah. and I don't like that. I don't even think that, I, I don't agree with that. I don't feel like that hairstyle is socially acceptable because they could, like, well, say same with the dreads. Like I've seen hella games with black people with dreads. Like they can go that route, or being bald headed. I play games with black people bald headed. WWE, when you customize but, your own fighter. Like let's say, I just feel like them that them twist pins to the side just popped out of thin air for me. Like I'm just still trying to think of three people I know that wear that to make it just so but, just so socially because, normal and popular. Like. But I just can't, it's just not, it's not, it's not connecting for me. I, I hear the thing. I'm in agreement with you, but I want to ask, is this just being inflated by social media? Is that really the one hairstyle that's popping up in all video games? Because the video games where I've played, just the ones I've played that had black people, the few black, the black folks in cyberpunk, the black folks they just had in Baldur's Gate 3. They didn't have them hairstyles. Will and all of these black characters. But I guess it goes back. But then it goes back to you know the core of it, the developers, because we did that's, bring that's we did we did say. bring up we brought up Spider Man and we're and we're mm-hmm. bringing up Tekken Eight with Eddie Gordo and Miles Morales. I mean, if I don't know who's in the developer room for for Tekken, because but, think about it, like well, like Tekken is a ja- that's by Capcom or right, who makes ben, Tekken ben <laughs> Okay, ben so okay, ben so if, it, okay, yeah. If we was all in a room, we was all game developers, and we make a game that's full of black folks, and it's like, okay, let's put a white character in there. What's the what's the white hairstyle that y'all gonna pick? That fade comb over that they get where they get that little line on the side. And they <laughs> I'm, the thinking, side. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, thinking, uh, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking, 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 I'm especially in LA that is what all of them got and all of the white guys in my company that is that go to but but that's my point though yeah how many black you still ain't naming three black people with them twists to the side you just said music in California 
with your hairstyle that you was gonna put. It's hella dudes with a Justin Bieber cut. That's just like us making a white character and giving them a mullet. Why people gonna be mad as hell? Why you just don't walk around with money? I heard those yeah, are coming back. Yeah, it's a white hairstyle, but that's like, like I heard what? Coming back. I heard those are coming back. On oh, <laughs> women now, the black women with the mullets, how they do the pixie cut with the mullet. Now that's cute, but that's another conversation. But yeah, like I'm just saying, like yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing it probably was a game. It was a room full of developers that probably don't look like us. They was like, hmm. What song? Well, yeah, to go back to Gabba's, I mean, King's point is like, where did they see this hairstyle other than on Michael B. Right, Jordan? Right, like, where are y'all seeing this? <laughs> like, that's my point, like, where are y'all seeing this? Because you go to any to any hood, you're not going to see nobody with dreads come to the side. You're going to see everything but that. So where are y'all getting this from? You can't, I, we I, can't say, oh, it's just popular, that's what they think is such. No, where are y'all getting this from? I, I'm not, I'm confusion. I, I would say this, though. I just looked up cool black male hairstyle. <laughs> Don't tell me they <laughs> swooped them to the no, 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 no. But it, it didn't pop up. It didn't pop up. I'm proving okay. your point. Okay. I'm proving your point. I was gonna say. What popped up? Turn. Let me see. Show your see. I want to see. Because I was gonna say they got fades and froze and right. They got they some dreads up there. Cornrows. Okay. They got the twists. And like them just, you know, them regular niggas, like if I see a black character with like like Jackson Darius on MK, they both bald-headed. They, the cornrows, dreads, stuff like that is normal because, you know, I see black guys every single day with hairstyles like that. So that stuff like that don't bother me. I'm a bald-headed black man. So when I see another bald-headed black man in front of me, like, it just, I'll be like, oh, okay, y'all pick that because it's what y'all see. But y'all ain't seeing nobody with their Killmonger hairstyle walking down the street. Here's another thing. Here's another thing. Because I I do support you, Gav. I am on your side. I will say this, though. And this is just me thinking a little bit further. Miles Morales is Hispanic and black. Yeah, he's African. Have, have any have any of y'all met? Because there was a, it was a lot of them in L.A. Have y'all met mixed Mexican and black kids or mixed black? Yes, they all Mexican up in here through Omaha. South Omaha down the street, they running hey, rampant. Hey, I still ain't seen nobody with them twists hey, inside. I, 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 no, no, wait, wait. You're getting ahead. You're getting ahead. They hair texture shouldn't even make that hairstyle. Because their, yeah. their hair texture is similar to like black and white kids with them straight loose curls that they be having when they mm-hmm. meet. That hairstyle technically shouldn't be on Miles around. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Like... If we being real, technically he should not have that hairstyle. <laughs> I kind of thought about that too. It's or, just yeah. not. It's, it's not given. Like it just. I just. Y'all could have did anything. Yeah. It looks but more that, Now I will say I do like the way they do his hair in the movie. Like his His hair in the movie seems like. Okay, really now that's right. It fits like the the Afro Latina vibe. Like it's not. It's kind of woolly, but then it's kind of silky and curly at the same time. Yeah. So like he can get a frog. But when it get wet, it fall down to his shoulders like a Hispanic. Like, that's what it's yeah, supposed to get. Them looser curls. Right. Yeah, that's what it looks like in the movie. I would, I guess, like, going back to Sage's point, I just feel like that maybe when the Killmonger hairstyle came out and, like, the success of Black Panther and how everybody attached to the movie and everybody, you know, accepted mm-hmm. the movie, and then it was like, moving forward when we make these black characters oh everybody you know they f with the killmonger hairstyle so they'll f with miles morales with the hairstyle they'll Again, f with eddie gordo with the hairstyle. But, but now, miles b michael b jordan did nobody say oh that hairstyle 
But that's what I'm saying. Now I got to contradict myself. I mean, contradict myself because I don't remember what year did Black Panther come out. We was our junior senior but year I, college. It oh, was, tell me. I don't know, somewhere junior. It came out I, in 2016. We, Maybe it was we, sophomore. No, it we came out in 2018. We went to so an and I ain't seen nobody else rock that hairstyle. People were still oh, rocking that, that, two, that double braid hairstyle where it turned to a ponytail and they'll, and they'll lose right. the curls after. That would have, like, that would have, like... But I'm, but, I'm not saying, like but, I'm not, but I'm not saying, like, we looked at the movie and, like, oh, let's go replicate this hairstyle. I'm saying that these companies and these developers looked at the success of that movie and... You know, saw the difference. It was like, "Ooh, that's cool. Let's use it for everything else." Mm-hmm. And maybe we can have that success. Because even, because even, even while we are complaining about Miles Morales's hair, Spider Man Two sold. Because mm-hmm. I show played it. Should go play it again in a few weeks. No, to answer <laughs> Sage's question, no, I don't think they put themselves among black people to study their hair. No. They did it. They in. I feel like it definitely depends on the developer, and that and it only and only specific developers do that. Like I can give CD Projekt Red for credit for that because of how much love they put. But these other developers, Sony Sony Studios made Insomnia game made Spider Man too. Mm-hmm. I don't because it's so simple. That's what I'm saying. Now, I'm, not saying give them... I'm not give. I'm not trying to give them leeway. I'm just saying I don't think mm-hmm. they did. But. I guess to step step away from Miles, I do Ooh. like the hairstyle that they gave the deaf girl in the game. What's her name? Haley? And Haley. Yeah. That was my girl name. Yeah. I do like the yes, hairstyle the they phone. gave her. That was her, her hair was nice. Yeah. And it, it looked nice. And and this is why representation is necessary when done right. Because Haley, that their interactions and showing like how interacting with a deaf person works, I've never directly interacted with a deaf person until like a month or two after playing that game i was at the texas renaissance fair and a girl came up to me and she really liked my fit and wanted to take pictures she showed me her phone with like the text and i was like oh shoot she's deaf and i'm like dang i wish i knew sign language this because i was happy that she wanted to take a picture because she liked my outfit and i was like oh wow you know miles morales gave me exposure to how these interactions even go you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying because i never interacted with someone who was deaf Mm -hmm. and that's you know, just support when we talk about how we need some more black representation. This is why representation is necessary because some people mm-hmm. probably don't see this in their regular walks of life. And when they do, having representation gives them some form of experience. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because, hey, now, that girl? Now everybody think we walking around with the Killmonger hairstyle. Right. And that, <laughs> it's a bunch of Killmongers. <laughs> it's, it's the hairstyle. No, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know. That could have got Killmonger a different hairstyle too. I, he, I think if it hadn't been like so replicated up to this point, I think when it came out, it was fine. But now that mm-hmm. it's been overly replicated in multiple industries, now it's kind of like, okay, Come on, y'all. But I feel like okay, it, so it, I gotta, in the time that it came out, I feel like it was fine. Like nobody really had a problem with it. I got a question. So it's like the hairstyle, like half of the head shaved, like Rihanna did back in the day, and it's dread. Or like they take this whole it's, head of dreads and pin it to the side. Like it's it's a ball fade all up on the sides, but they grow the dreads, and then for somehow I it slicks to the side. And I've never seen anything with dreads. Oh, okay. Do that. 
I've never seen mm-hmm. any of my homies with dreads do that. Yeah, down to the or whatever. They put it in their face. Or they'll have the Travis Scott, yeah, where they just let the braids or the twist dangle. I've never seen that look in real life. I honestly thought they was trying to replicate freeform dreads, and I they did a horrible job. That's what I thought at first. You talking about Wix? Yeah. Yeah, Wix. The Florida, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't think they may not put miles with no weeks up in New York. I they, they, they had them in the GTA 6 um, trailer. You <laughs> they saw, did have them, in, and they, I, they look and, good and, too. But that's gonna be in Florida, though, ain't it? Yeah, it is in Florida. I'm just saying, when Miles been from New York, had he start swinging with weeks on his head through downtown Harlem, <laughs> I would be upset because all about in New York wear weeks like that. <laughs> so that would that would have been a disconnect for me. So maybe that's the conversation, like. You know, American culture is a well, it's a wealth, it's a melting pot. It's a lot of cultures represented in America, and y'all making a video game based in New York, and y'all got the y'all had them in some Timberlands. Okay, we saw the Timberlands. Everybody know that they mm-hmm. was using a little bit of slang, but are black guys rocking that hairstyle in New York? I ain't visit. I ain't been to New York. I mean, I guess that's a that's a difficult conversation. I was America uh, really a melting pot of different cultures. I just don't agree with that, but we can move on. We didn't got to get into that, but I just don't think America America is a melting pot. It could be, but in a, in a sense that a lot of stuff we started, we as in black people, ain't nothing melting but us. So if you look back to a lot of popular stuff, it was rooted in black culture, like 95% of it. So is it really a melting pot or is it like uh, red beans and rice with a few sausages in there? Let me get your definition of a melting pot so I can make sure we communicate. Let me get yours. You tell me. You said it first. The portion I want us to have this conversation. Not even look I mean, I mean, when we talk race is political. Race is nothing but politics. That's a right. That's a political term anyway. But when I look at melting pot of cultures, I imagine cultures becoming so blended to where people can celebrate them, and it's shared, and multiple people are experiencing them, whether or not they was born into that culture or it comes from their family background or not. And it becomes shared amongst many, and it becomes normalized. That's what I think of melting pot of cultures. That's a nice definition, but I don't think that's the state of America today. We're having, we're not sharing. People are appropriating. They're not sharing. Here, here's the thing. Because if we were sharing, Hispanic would be mad at half of us for celebrating Cinco de Mayo and getting drunk with tequila shots. Here's the thing. Recently, people have become a lot more race conscious, and that has been a cultural transition. Fifteen years ago. Let I'm I'm using the smallest I'm using the smallest example. Culture includes cuisine, tradition, mm-hmm. dances, Languages, religion, dialects. language, mm-hmm. all of that. If you go into the grocery store right now, you're going to see pasta noodles and everything on the same aisle as bread and everything else. You're going to see spaghetti and with Luigi's and all this <clears> other <throat> stuff on the same aisle. That's Italian culture. When Italians came to New York and a few other states, they were treated badly, but now even their cuisine has been integrated. Christianity. Islam and all these different Abrahamic faiths are in America. They have different backgrounds and they are mixed into American culture. Now you see black rappers who are just fully American adopting what was originally Middle Eastern based religion. And you see that in all eras, even with hip hop. Yes, that's more so. Um, where, where do they say the origins of hip hop? They, do they still say it's New York or who, who? what is the general accepted standard of what where hip hop originated from? I say New York. Yeah, I think that's, that's what I was going to say. If hip-hop started in New York, 
I went to California. I heard more hip hop being played there than I ever did when I was in Mississippi, which is one of the few states where it's a lot of black people that is being shared amongst people. And we are sharing religion. We're sharing food. We're sharing a whole lot of things with different races of people. I've met some Asian girls who love them some greens and, and, and um, cornbread. And as a black man, I love me some sushi and some anime and some manga. None of this is American based. That is a melting pot of culture. Okay. It may not be in the way you mm-hmm. want it to be, but so you said America is the melting pot, or American culture is the melting pot. I would say America itself is a melting pot of cultures. American culture itself is a culture that does adopt and, in some ways, take inappropriately other p- bits and pieces of other cultures. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense. Sage said, "Don't Mississippi only got four rappers? Uh, Ray J's an R&B, so he don't count. Yeah, I I'm trying to think of some more, but I can't think past David. Banner. Ray Schmer, Rick Ross, um, David Banner. Rick Ross do Quicks. count, even though he don't claim it. Um, who else from Mississippi? Um, <clears throat> it's a few more other ones from Mississippi. My boy King Cam. But yeah, right. I agree. I agree with you. I agree that America is the melting pot versus American culture. Yeah. Now, American culture <clears throat> and the flaws with it and everything doesn't, or whether it some people say it don't exist, that's a whole nother conversation. But America is indeed a melting pot of cultures. Say, say Rick Ross, Florida. Rick Ross is from Rick Ross Florida. was born in Mississippi. And he born don't claim it, just like Oprah and all of them. They don't claim it, but he was. He just lived in Florida. Ain't so. Well, but we can, but we can have that conversation when we talk about music. Yeah, we'll get we it. What do we dislike about the music industry? Y'all don't claim. People don't y'all claim where they from. <laughs> Born but, uh, and raised in two different things. That, that man true. wasn't raised in Florida either. Was he raised in Florida? I thought he was raised in Mississippi, and he got went to Florida when he got some money in his pocket. Well, when when can you claim being raised in the area? How many years do you got to be there? Or what part of your childhood do it count? Cause that's a whole lot of technicalities, in my opinion. Let's let's save that discussion for the music for the music episode. So, mm-hmm. did anybody have any other dislikes, or if did anybody think of any likes that they had? Shout out to the black game streamers. Yeah. Because um, here's my thing: the gaming industry has expanded when it comes to esports and streaming, and I like that game streaming has become an outlet, especially for a lot of young black um content creators to get to that money and get some exposure i would say i would agree with that and then i also like the streamers that i named at the beginning of this episode like some of you streamers are like our age older i know your boy roshi is like in his 30s i christine has her whole family thing going on but they're they're the way that they're portraying their content or just the fact that they are producing this content is inviting that community is like you, you know games is not just for children like us mm-hmm. playing this content and indulging this content can be accepted at any age so exactly and the game streamers the bigger they get that's a big part of where representation does come into play because it's like these are the people playing your games so if you say you want them to support a game play it because that streaming is marketing you got to take the time to represent them, and it becomes like a push and pull effect. Like doing that and having them in that industry and playing a major role will allow the games to become more diverse and inclusive over time. So shout out to them, all of them, small, I, big, I medium. Agree. 
I agree. Because if if you have like, I know um, RDC World, they, um, I would, what word am I looking for? Pioneers, I guess Trailblazers. X. I I'm gonna say some sometimes some of the streams that I watch with them playing games sometimes is is a partnership. That was that's what I was looking for. It's a partnership of some game developing company wanted them to hey check out the game, tell us how you feel. And I feel like them getting those partnerships. I Christine has I've seen her do the same thing. But us being able them wanting the feedback from us on what these characters look like and how this story progresses. I think means a lot because in the future, as they do more work or if they do DLCs, etc., they can take that feedback from us and implement that in their next project. Facts. I fully agree. So, yeah, definitely shout out um, to all of the game streamers. And I really don't think I had any other dislikes other than what we talked about. Anybody else have anything? What is y'all's favorite gaming memory? My favorite gaming memory? <clears throat> yeah. Um. Uh, Let me I say guess... this before y'all get started. I overstayed my welcome. So, I gotta be a job I do. See you, King. Thank you for joining the conversation. Thank y'all for watching me. Oh, I love hello. us. What Monique say, I love us for real. <laughs> I gotta get our night started. So I gotta go cook at 8 p.m., 8.06 p.m. So I feel you. Oh, okay. Well, see you, King. Thank you for joining the conversation. Yes, of course. I, oh, wow. I will see y'all next week. Boy. Let me switch the view. All right. Favorite I, memory? I think my favorite gaming memory, or if I want to go like of errors, when I first got my, that GameCube era, I remember when I first Ooh. got my GameCube and I got the GameCube with the Double Dash uh, bundle and my parents had bought me the little extender where I could play the Game Boy games on the GameCube. But that GameCube era, disgusting work. Yeah. I'm going to say GameCube and I'm going to say PlayStation 2. Those were though, yeah. But I would was... say my favorite memory was when the Switch era came out. So that's when you know we really all started hanging out and we started, you know, bonding based on our anime experiences, our gaming experiences. And when the Switch came out, and we used to meet up in Ron Room for those Smash, those late night Smash Bros. runs, and it's late like eight Smash. of us. It's eight of us in a room. <laughs> Late night smash pause. Just smashing through all throughout the night. We're all of us. Eight, eight people in the room just smashing. Smashing just group smash all battles, all of that. Team smash. Team smash. Bring bring your own controller. Own equipment. Bring your own equipment. Bring your own BYOE. BYOE. <laughs> sorry y'all sorry but it was an opportunity and it had to be taken we were smashing all night all of us. <laughs> in my dorm, wake up in the morning tired 
We was at the beach smashing, door oh, was smashing. <laughs> but in all serious note, that Switch era, and I really appreciate the Switch coming out. I appreciate the Switch coming <laughs> out. Put this comment on the screen. Put that comment on the screen. Because Sage Wiley. <laughs> He the black because he got he got a long tongue. Oh man, let's let's bring. I'm gonna stop y'all. I'm gonna stop. Let's bring this back. Let's bring this back. I'm just gonna say I'm grateful for the switch error because it produced you know the opportunity for us to all bond as friends, and it was and and. Even let's go past the switch. That time in college where all those fighting games had came out, Tekken, we were running Tekken 7, Soul Calibur, and uh Mortal Kombat 11 and 10 back to back. Good times. Good times. The game, here's the thing. Nintendo definitely takes up two out of the three of my favorite gaming consoles and gen- gen- generations. But I really loved the Xbox 360. For a few reasons, I remember I was my favorite game memory. I was in middle school, and my mom did not let me play mature rated games, the Christian family, all that good stuff, right? And I traded a video game with my homeboy. I forgot what I gave him, but he gave me Halo 3 or was it Halo Reach? I think it was Halo Reach, but Halo Reach's multiplayer was like Halo 3's multiplayer. And I that's when I joined that's hey, and I that's when I got affiliated with Halo. First mature rated game after that, it was Assassin's Creed. I started playing the Dragon Age games, and 360 was when I first connected my console to the router. And I'm doing online play. Mm-hmm. I ain't get called an N-word too much because folks probably ain't know I was black, but when they used it, I was a little hurt. I was a little mad, but I ain't say nothing because I didn't want to get called it. But you know what I'm saying? That was a legendary time for me. Xbox yeah. got in a bag. I feel like that was the golden age of a lot of M-rated games. That's when you saw Assassin's Creed really get into their bag. Mm-hmm. Dragon Age Origins, The Witcher 2 and 3. Like, 360 was that console for me. That's the reason I'm an, I'm an Xbox fan. Just yeah. 360. Yeah, I, I stayed on the PlayStation side. Not because I disliked Xbox at the time. I think, like, growing up and the people that I hung around playing games and it was mostly family like everybody had playstation so mm-hmm. like i was like you know i gotta have a ps2 i gotta get the ps3 and that was you know this progressed in the ps4 ps5 and i didn't really start you know diving into too much of the xbox until i met ryan see and i'll say this playstation 2 it's hard to say what my favorite consoles were playstation 2 was so legendary when it came to like what would you call a mascot when Sly Cooper and Crash Bandicoot Crash and all of them was in their bag, Spyro. Spyro and all of them, yeah. all of those games, Jack and Daxter, like what's the um, was Ratchet what's the one? Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, the Tiger Ty, that game. Tied the Tasmanian Tiger with the boomerangs yep. and all of that. Mm-hmm. I had that. Like PlayStation Two, it's hard, bro. PlayStation I, Two, I would 360, say, GameCube, Wii, yeah. And I feel like what, like. Um, spearheaded like the, all of those experiences it was the fact that every like IP and every franchise wanted a game mm-hmm. if you didn't have a game what, what you doing it's like Everybody a movie a like game. a movie's coming out and here's the game for PS2 Xbox 360 Game Boy Advance had the game that was the expectation back then it was expectation like so it was like it was game. so 
like Shrek had a race. Shrek had a racing in a fighting game. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. But but that fighting game went in, and the racing was the fun. racing did too. Smashing like, Shrek, smashing crash was lit. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, bro. Like, let me see. Like the late two thousands and the early two thousand tens. For me, I think that was like the golden era age of gaming. Like that's when mm-hmm. you saw all these IPs just going Simpsons at it, really had a being game. creative. Simpsons did have a game. Yeah, Family, I think Family, Family Guy, Guy had them mm-hmm. a game. Mm-hmm. All the Nickelodeon franchises. SpongeBob had like every time a SpongeBob special came out, it was a game to go with. It was. Yep. Those were the days when Dragon Ball Z really invested in Budokai Tenkaichi, mm-hmm. some of the best Dragon Ball games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Naruto Clash of Ninja was on GameCube. If y'all played that, that was one of my favorite I played, Ninja, I played, Naruto yeah. games. I did, I did love that one. They like going to Sage's comments. They do have a new DreamWorks racer game, and um, Nickelodeon that Nickelodeon Brawl game. I'm I heard to, folks enjoyed it. I'm gonna have to get yeah. into that. I it's, saw it's not, RDC cool. World playing it. I played it. Um, yeah. I played it once. And that, and so, this is another thing that I would give to black streamers as well is that. I was thinking about this because I saw your tweet on Twitter earlier today, Ryan, about why you, you know, you don't really dabble in game streaming content. But my reasoning for watching certain game streams is that one, I watch game streams. If it's a game that I want to play, I play the game first, then watch their experience just to see if we had like the same experience. And then two, if it's a game that I'm not sure about or something I heard about, then it's like, hey, let me watch this streamer. And not one, I'm able to see the game, you know, without purchasing. Yeah. Two, I'm getting a genuine black experience from a black streamer yes. playing yeah. the game. Yeah. So now I like the our, commentary. Right. Yeah. So our experience that I can trust their experience in their their commentary, and like we're having the same reactions and having the same experience looking at this game while they're playing it. Mm-hmm. See. And here's the thing. I love and respect streamers, and I'm glad that it's out there. It's just, I never really just got into game streaming. Like, I was, some folks, folks look at me crazy when I mention this. Y'all remember GameTrailers.com? Before IGN and GameSpot got is big, it that game, game is it, was, is it, it the had game that GT, X, that big, like, that big It was X like a G little? and a T, and it was like blue and silver, and I think a little bit of yellow in the logo. Okay, no, I don't remember that. I remember something with like an X in it. It might have been. I could be misremembering. But GameTrailers.com, I was always that kid, like, there's a new game trailer. I'm watching that first. And if I was looking at somebody else play the video game, it would probably be for walkthroughs. I just never got into streaming because if someone's playing, uh, like, the game that I want to play for, like, two or three hours, I'm like, man, forget this. I'm just going to buy it. I mean, I, I, I can see that. I, 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 can see, I can see that. That's why I don't watch it for games that I actually want to play. Like if mm-hmm. like I I just started watching your boy Roshi's stream of Tekken Eight, and he put this out like a week or so ago. But I never watched it because I want to play the game. Now, but if it's a it's a um, am I think of an X play? X play. I think I'm I might be because it was it was a big X in the, uh, you might the logo. Be talking- I'm surprised the Sage remember game trailers. Don't nobody ever remember game trailers when I talked to him. And that was the thing. They was hot. But, like, I'm with you, Ryan. If it's a game I'm playing, I'm going to be looking for walkthrough videos and things mm-hmm. like that because I'm actively playing the game. And I, you know, I don't want to, and also because I don't want to spoil I'll it spoil for myself it. either. Yep. If I mm-hmm. want to play this game, 
I'm not going to watch you play it until I play it. And then, you know, I'll come back. If I mm-hmm. really enjoy your content, I'll come back and watch you play it. Yeah, see, see how, the, how it went the for them. Like, there, there's a few times where I've watched game streams. Like, if I say, like, the recent ones, I have only really, really touched RDC. And it was for two <laughs> reasons. I saw that they had, they were playing Elden Ring and Baldur's Gate. And I was like, I don't want to put Marcus and them in a bubble. But this don't seem like they type of games. And they already funny. Well, they play, so I they, did after. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I started getting into their content when they started playing Mario Kart. I'll, the thing that I really like about RDC, where they play a lot, is they don't have a niche. And I guess the mm-hmm. appropriate word for them would be variety streamers. Because while they have streamed Baldur's Gate, Elden Ring, they did Paul World. They also do like they the Nickelodeon stream I watched was them. They, do they a lot got of PC all games and stuff Mario too. Kart streams, Smash Bros streams. So like I'll give them that. I think they take recommend. Yeah. They might take like recommendations too. And that's what I'm saying. People. Some of their stuff is partnerships. Like mm-hmm. I know they did a, that Avatar, uh, that Pan Avatar Pandora game, but that was a partnership, and the Tekken one yeah. was a partnership too. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I guess I'm just realizing like streaming is really about like do you like the personality of the person? Because mm-hmm. I know that was part of the reason. I was like, let me see how they react to some of these boss battles in Elden Ring and how they react to like you uh, remember, um rolling you, dice in Baldur's Gate. But you remember that's what Boogie told us. And like shout out to Boogie um mm-hmm. again for collaborating with us. But that's what she was telling us when we had interviewed her, like you could be playing power wash simulator or some farming (laughs) some farming simulator but if you have the personality in your commentary is interesting enough that people will watch you Mm -hmm. make it funny it it can be games that i have no interest in at all like and i ain't never even heard of and i'll watch it if like your commentary is good because if you're making me laugh i mean that's all i care about that's the type of stuff i watch when i'm like at work like i just like to listen to it in the background are you you Mm. make it you know want you know you make it make like it playable mm. yeah i'll give him that so i guess our last question and we'll wrap this up what is one thing that you would like to see from future projects in regards to black representation culture etc in video games mm. aside from the Hair, I mean, honestly, honestly, hair is probably the biggest issue. Yeah. For me, at least. I can say what I don't want to see. I, the piggybacking off of our movie, TV, and film industry video, what I don't want to see is y'all purposely like pandering to us black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't just do it to be luxury or to be like, haha, I'm checking something off a list. Stay mm-hmm. genuine. I feel mm-hmm. like there are better writers in the gaming industry than there is in the TV and film industry right now. Stay making good characters. Stay making good games. Just give just just make sure y'all give just as much attention as y'all do to developing your white characters as you do your black characters, mm-hmm. and that includes the story as well as character design. Mm-hmm. You know, we we got there's a whole lot of shades of in us black folks. There's a whole lot of hairstyles for us. If y'all can have 40, 50 white hairstyles, I need at least 30 black hairstyles. At least 30. At least 30. And that's it. I can kind of, I I really kind of just agree with Ryan. Uh, It's kind of just the whole overall look of the black people in the games. Uh, I want to see more of that. 
and I guess I get that, um, like I was kind of saying earlier, if it's a, a room full of people that don't look like the, uh, look like us, maybe they, they're like, maybe I guess they're probably, you could, you could imagine they're going to be like, well, I don't really want to try to make this hairstyle because they're probably going to mess it up and it's probably not going to look authentic. So we're just going to give something basic or something that we've seen before that we know can be cool. So I guess in that aspect, I get it because if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, do it right. Or don't. Well, do I it would also right. say get the people in the room who can do it. Like and going that, and, going back to Sage's point, let's get more black developers in the room. If you're that. if you want to make mm -hmm. black characters and you don't have the resources, go get the resources. Go get them. Yeah, I agree go, with that. Go to the Bayer Conference gaming industry. If any of y'all watch our videos, anybody, EA, Activision, Blizzard, Microsoft Studios, Insomniac, and Treyarch, whatever, if any of y'all watch this video, I promise you there is a wealth of black computer science majors, computer engineers, and even graphic designers mm -hmm. that want to work in gaming and they don't know how to. I we went to my alma mater. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I went to my alma mater, and one of the kids was like, how do you get in the gaming industry? And I was like, kid, honestly, I, he was grown because he was a college student. I was like, honestly, I don't know. I can tell you about aerospace, but with gaming, I have no I have no experience with that in terms of on a professional scale. So y'all mm -hmm. developers out there, y'all development companies, when y'all get your hire managers, go to a Bayer conference. Go do like an HBCU run. I promise y'all there's some black black um engineers and computer scientists who exactly. want to do game mm -hmm. development. Because it's not, it's not like they don't exist. Like we were just talking about like there's hella games that are developed by black developers and they have black characters however they're not in the major ips that were look that you know i won't say that we're looking for that most of us play mm -hmm. yeah. so we want you know so get them in the room get the resources mm -hmm. they're gonna be happy to get paid and work in their passions mm -hmm. and i guess that was gonna be my thing um, my answer to Antoine's what I want from the future is that let's get some more black developers in the room. You know, that's that's going to be the thing that really increases the representation when it comes to hair, when it comes to clothing, when it comes to the way we interact with characters in the game, when it comes to um, even if we want to touch back on Haley from Spider-Man 2 her being a black female character and also being deaf, having a, a disability, being able to represent all of those different architectures. But it has archetypes. To, archetypes. Thanks. I got you. <laughs> that was this. She got his degree. Keep going. I, I do what you was trying to say. Keep going. <laughs> I feel you. I appreciate it. But I'm just saying it starts with getting black developers who have those experiences in the room. Mm -hmm. Let's and, do I, it. and it's Black History Month. That's the reason we talking about blackness. But I will also say I love just overall representation when it's done right. I love that, you know, Haley was a representation of black women, blackness, and deaf and a and a disability when it comes to being deaf. Like mm -hmm. that was new. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Me as someone who from the South, I didn't really get exposed to much diversity going growing up. I love seeing this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now I don't like it being forced and luxury like in movie, TV, and film, but when it comes to gaming, it's just genuinely added there. And then y'all make it unique, like with her missions and how it was quiet and you had to do the painting and stuff. Yeah, that was interesting. That was nice. nice. I was, was like, oh, some fire mechanics. It was actually the most peaceful thing I did in that whole game. 
that's what I'm saying. Like, like look at how proper proper diversity and inclusion can even add to the overall experience and give you even new mechanics to play with. Like the value is there for the consumer and the supplier. Mm-hmm. So so make sure y'all do that, game developers. All right. Well, this was a great discussion, you guys. Um, but and we're going to go ahead and shut this down. So one. I want to thank you, Ron, Antoine, and King, if you're still watching, for joining me on another episode of The Blur Mob and for week two of our Black History Month celebration. So just to give our audience the rundown, next Wednesday, February 21st, we will be discussing the anime, manga, and comic book industry. And on the last week, Wednesday, February 28th, we will be discussing the music industry. So... Make sure you guys follow us on social media so you can get the updates. Um, well, the reminder, a second reminder of when these events will be taking place. We're on Instagram at the Blur Mob Pod. We're on Twitter at the Blur Mob. And you can find us on Facebook and TikTok at the Blur Mob Podcast. Once again, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're watching this on Twitch, make sure you hit that follow button. And if you're listening to this after for the audio version, make sure you uh, hit that follow button on Twitter and Apple Podcasts so you can get updates from the mob when we uh, drop new episodes. And speaking of new episodes, we just dropped episode 42 of the podcast to find. um, If you're watching this on YouTube, just go to our page and find the new video. Um, If you are looking for the audio copy of this go to our link tree link tr.ee slash the blur mob pod releases and if you're feeling also oh generous make sure you guys send us a donation on ko-fi ko-fi.com slash the blur mob podcast this goes to equipment um and all of the software that we use to bring you guys this production today um i don't need a new mic but we might need something else is is the software? Get me a mic. Donate to me. Antoine, Antoine needs a mic. I need a mic. Y'all see what I'm talking to right now? Y'all hear me? You need a whole, don't you need a computer set up? Ain't you on your phone right now? Yikes! Anyway. Oh no, nah, stage. Say, 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 say. My donations went to Master Ball. No. <laughs> no. I, mine was bought with my money. We use it this for my the money. promotions. The promotions that we do on Instagram, the software, and I we haven't bought any new equipment. We need to invest and in, we need money to get Antoine a microphone. <laughs> Help so, me. Sage said, great live stream as always, guys. Thank you, Sage, for joining us and for your input. Tamika Jr. said, enjoy the discussion. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black, Happy Black History, History Month. Month. Black History Month. And with all that being said, thank you everybody for watching and or listening. Whether this is your first time or 50th time listening, it is always appreciated. And with that being said, this is the mob checking out. Peace. Hands up. If you love them where you at, stand 10 toes down, shot they ain't no look ahead. Look at me. You can let them haters hate when they enter where I'm smiling. I just tell them life's great. Like gravy. If you love them where you at, stand 10 toes down, shot.